Hey cuties! Hello everybody! It's Malenstein with One Cute Drink. What's good everyone? So excited to be talking to you guys again. Me too. Last week was weird. <laughs> yeah, well the last couple weeks we've had a couple issues because a couple weeks ago we had, we both had the same day off but we had a little girls night the evening before which oh, yeah. caused us to not be in the the best mood to uh, have a functioning conversation so we skipped out on that yeah our headspace was definitely not in the right area for having hot chats and then we got ready to record that same episode last tuesday which we did record it and it was going to be out and ready in time for everybody last friday and the ghost files i don't know (laughs) I honestly, yeah, that was weird because Mal edited the episode and everything was great. And then all of a sudden you went to go find it to upload it. And it was just poof. It was MIA. It was nowhere to be found. (laughs) I went back on my laptop later that night that it was finished to email it to you. So then we could have one more listen through because that's kind of our little routine that we have. Mm -hmm. Once it's all the things are chopped out that we don't want in there, then we go back and both listen to it in our headphones or whatever. That's what I want to do. And it was just gone, like literally unsure of where it went. LOL, because that just, I swear, just all these little things. And of course, you guys know that we've been having mic issues, but great news. We have new mics, different brand, different style, different setup. Uh, new interface so hopefully uh, in a couple weeks when we start recording again we will have uh, some exciting new intro outro music for you and new mics better quality and possible a new logo possible yes i'm very excited about our new microphone situation we're still sharing the one good mic that we have so as always if anything ever sounds off just bear with us through these tough and tragic times (laughs) until we have our new microphone situation set up which i'm so excited for yeah but i think all things considered i'm thankful we at least have one solid mic and as i'm looking at um our sound waves yeah looking at the waves everything's looking pretty good pretty pristine i would say christine yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. Also, fun, exciting things. My birthday is... Well, when you listen to this, my birthday will have been yesterday, the 30th. Wish her happy birthday, the queen. I'll be 20 fine, so don't worry about that. Uh, I, it's kind of weird. I really didn't think that I'd have to be celebrating a somewhat quarantine birthday. Yeah, right. Like, I feel like when all of COVID stuff was going on, I was just like... Nothing will be around come July 30th. Like, absolutely not. (laughs) And then here we are. I felt so bad. I still feel bad because I want to do all these things at these places, but I only have room to bring me and, like, seven homies, which I have more than seven that I want to include on my day. So I I just... Not to sound like that, but I do (laughs) want just all of my friends to be there and, like, have the freedom to come and go as they please. And I... Just the fact that I'd be like, okay, you seven, be here at this time, and then you seven, be here at this time. It's just, it's difficult, but I am grateful that I'm alive and healthy, and I do get to spend time with the people that I love, so could be worse. It's just different. Something I'm not used to. It, yeah, it's going to be a good day, but yeah, it is a little complicated trying to arrange things with all the different rules and limited people because... You, we, yeah, we have a decent amount of homies that would love to come celebrate you and people who love you. So, 
you want to bring them all. I you don't want to like all. exclude anybody, but we'll figure out ways to yeah. see all the people of importance. It'll be fine. I'm not too worried about it. Okay. Uh, so today's <laughs> episode is brought to you by Mad Greens, green celery, turmeric. What's the flavor? <laughs> Kale, oranges, apples, and limes. Juicing raw fruits and veggies into refreshing creations every day. Please shake well. Yes, we are doing a nice afternoon recording because Christine has to go into that night shift tonight. This is what we did last Tuesday for you guys, but you wouldn't know because you'll never hear the episode, (laughs) which we decided it was probably just meant to be. The universe didn't think you guys needed to hear it, and that's totally fine. Yeah, it it was a fine episode. But I don't think it was our best work, so... Yeah, I, we were on a little bit of a time crunch, so I think maybe that played into it a little mm-hmm. bit. Where right now, you do have to go into work, but we have plenty of time, so it feels a little bit more leisurely. And I made I the know. mistake of drinking two Ooh. coffees that were already two and a half times concentrated. So as soon as we finished and I went to work, I was shaking. <laughs> blasting through... Oh my Blasting God. through your tables. Literally, I was like, like what's storm? good? Coors Light, Michelob Ultra, hello, 22 ounces, you got it, brother. <laughs> you like shotgun with them at the table, you forget you're even at work. I show up with hot queso, they're like, we didn't order this. <laughs> Sorry. Are you sure? Swirl your pinky through it? Yeah. <laughs> side of guac. <laughs> it's like table side guac, I'm like chopping avocados. <laughs> I don't even work in a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Wait, you do the table side cheese wheel for something? Yeah. <laughs> I'm grating like I'm at Olive Garden. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, I, I don't know if you've seen this account on TikTok. I don't know their name, but there are these two younger guys, and their account started off just being hilarious, but now they're taking comments that people leave telling them to do something, and one of the comments oh said, go to Olive Garden and don't say no when he's grating the cheese over your pasta. Oh, like, oh my God. <laughs> completely forms this mountain Parmesan cheese. He like runs out of cheese. And the guy's like, should I go get more? But it was just very hilarious. So speaking of curbside. If I were the server, I'd be like, it's your body, but okay. <laughs> like what? He just sits there so polite. Just like, cheese for days. <laughs> he's like, just like gazing. And he's like, thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> Keep going. Actually, I believe it because my little brother loved shredded cheese and i remember when he was a baby yeah when he was little and we go out to eat he was a pretty piggy eater so we would just ask for shredded cheese on a plate (laughs) is your brother my spirit animal (laughs) i think yes yeah he would either just get like straight (laughs) shredded cheese on a plate or calamari like talk about elevated taste buds (laughs) (laughs) either dairy or seafood no That reminds me of when my brother and I were little, we would come home from school and we would take a huge chunk of cheese and we would melt it mm. onto a plate and we would watch Double Dare 3000 or 2000. <laughs> yeah. You know the, the show. Nickelodeon show? Yeah. We would just eat melted cheese straight off a paper plate and sometimes the paper plate would stick to the cheese, but I would still eat it anyways. Dude, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. Hope everyone's having a cute day. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you guys for joining us. We I asked for my Instagram story a few weeks back on any topics you guys might like to hear us talk about. And we had somebody reach out and tell us that we should talk about network marketing and yes. how it affected <laughs> our generation, the good, the bad, the ugly. And we <clears throat> thought that could be a fun combo because for those of you who don't know, 
Christine and I did get involved with network marketing when we were in our early 20s. Yes. So before we deep dive into this, I want to just say beforehand, this is our personal experience. So take whatever we say, however you want to take it. This is what we dealt with and lived through and experienced. We're not shitting on you if you are part of a network marketing company. We're just saying, hey, this is what we were a part of and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. So, we were involved in a, in a company called Vima. Yes. Uh, if you haven't heard, it was a company that was like a multivitamin company. They like started off with a juice, which is good for your body, and then they created energy drinks and then protein and stuff like that. I don't... Like, the products were good. The products, that was one positive thing I was going to bring up at some point in this conversation about network marketing in the companies is for the most part, I feel all the companies always have really great products. The products are legit. I actually saw a cheetah girl pushing Vima the other day. Yeah. Adrian. Yeah. Yes. Cheetah girl, AKA one third of three LW. If you're our age and, and remember that group. So like they're still a company, which honestly I didn't know that they were still up and running, but they still have products that they sell. They still are selling energy drinks and stuff. So good on ya if you're still part of it or you use those products. Well, we were involved for not too long of a period of time, a couple years, two and a half years, something like that. Anyways, I feel shortly after we had left Vima, then they got shut down for a while. So that's why I was also unsure if they were still oh, up and running. Yeah. Well, obviously it wasn't a permanent thing, but yeah. Meaning, did they actually stop selling products for a few months or... I'm not really sure what happened, but I know they were under a little bit of heat because of, I guess, payment structure. I don't know. Things can get a little wonky in the network marketing world. I'm sure we all know that. So mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. They were just like under investigation for some things, but we weren't really yeah. involved anymore at that time. Yeah, we don't have um, solid resources on that, so don't come at us. <laughs> Wikipedia later. It's just like, yeah, it's all kind of like here. Well, plus it's been years since we even like looked into that company. So mm-hmm. this is just like what I remember from back in the day, which was like six or close to seven years ago now. Yeah. Cause we got involved in like the spring of 2013, I believe. And we had mm-hmm. a mutual friend approach us about it. And then he got us on a call with We won't say anybody's name, obviously, but you know who. And I remember feeling so swooned or smitten by the idea because I had just never heard of really network marketing up until that point. I mean, I'm sure I heard of other companies, maybe Mary Kay or Amway, but I didn't really understand what that meant or how like opportunity that you could have with being involved. So I remember being very all about it when it was first brought to our attention. Same. I think... So the people that brought it to us, I think they also at the time were very inexperienced. So their approach was probably not the best approach. And I think we've talked about this in the past with them too. They were like, we were so dumb at the time. To us, we were young 22, 23-year-olds. And these two people were like, you two are, first of all, hot. (laughs) Second of all awesome and young so we think this could be great and like to a young 22 year old girl's mind to me I was like oh my gosh yeah I'm a little hottie I can push these products like I drink Red Bull all the time anyway and so I think from there that's kind of like for me what made me interested 
we talked a little bit about the business structure and kind of how these teams worked and how we were supposed to be a part of this like auto delivery, which is kind of like what kept us in the company as associates or I don't know what the team members are called now. And then from there, we would just build onto our team and then you'd be compensated depending on how many people you had. So I think, I think everyone who's listening understands how these MLM companies work. So we can just keep that part short, but that's what got me at first. Um, I'll let you talk about this too. They also introduced us to these other young adults that were in this specific company and they would be making these YouTube videos and they'd be doing all these things on Facebook and on social media and they were living these lavish lifestyles and they were only a couple years older than we were. They were still in their early to mid 20s and they were mobbing in BMWs, partying in these massive mansions, getting bottle service at all the hottest clubs all across the US and then also building this brand and to us also like I said we were so young I thought I was like this is what I want and they gave me this idea that I had the opportunity to be a millionaire by the time I was 25 which I'm not saying it's impossible but the possibility was very slim yeah it's very unlikely if we're being completely honest when you get involved in these companies and I think for the most part people know that and like you said it's not impossible but it is the chances are very slim for the average person to get involved and then all of a sudden become financially free in the next couple years and that was something I remember feeling very sold by because we were both in the restaurant industry and I knew at a pretty young age that that wasn't my lifelong plan but I was fine doing it in the moment but then once we started seeing all these young people and the videos they'd make oh the YPR young people revolution yes that's what they called it so it did it was very appealing to young people in our demographic and they had a very sexy approach with it yes with the lavish looking lifestyle and cars and watches and mm-hmm. all the money that was being made and I yeah I will say at that young of an age it was I was very impressionable and that kind of stuff did just seem so cool and I couldn't believe people at that age were making that kind of money I just had never heard of anything like that and it yeah. was so bonkers like ready to go put me on a yacht with my Vina crew we're so cool ypr yeah ypr till we die i honestly i bought into that message and that goal and like i said it wasn't impossible but i think one thing that i learned and i talked to my family about this at the time it's like like i said it's not impossible but in order to make a successful company like that grow from the bottom up You literally have to eat shit and breathe this product. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, is yes, I liked the product at the moment. I loved the product, but at the same time, I was a young 22 year old living in Denver on her own for the first time. So I really didn't have a lot of time. At least I didn't set aside the time to focus on that. I wanted to be young, wild and free, but also I was working a full-time job because I had to pay for a lifestyle that I needed to pay for immediately. I didn't have the freedom to just sit in my parents' basement and hold home events every weekend. Home events. (laughs) (laughs) Which we'll get into that. (laughs) We did hold a couple home events, but uh, I think that was like a thing that I didn't really realize at the time is that unless I was willing to put in this blood, sweat, tears, 
cry, like all this stuff, then it was gonna be very, very difficult to get to the position that I wanted to be in. So I think that didn't really like resonate in my mind at the time. Cause at the time I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. We're cute, we're young. If she can do it, we can do it. Texting everyone in my phone. By the way, if in 2012 or 13, I hit you up. (laughs) If I hit you up with a hot text, a text, a Facebook message, a DM that I respected your hustle and I've always thought that you had this great personality, which I... I'm sure you do. But then when I followed it up by, I have this amazing opportunity, I'm sorry. We all just, we all go through this. If I were to see any of those messages that I used to send and bless our little hearts, we were just doing what we were told by the people above us and trying to grow this team and grow this business. And we did want the opportunity to work so bad. I felt we were so determined at some points, which. (laughs) is cute and we've always both had such great work ethics since we were very young I mean you've worked from a very young age and so have I Mm -hmm. so I think that part was already instilled in us we've always been very driven so I think we were just very ambitious to get this thing up and running but yeah if I were to see some of those messages I would literally throw up in my mouth (laughs) embarrassing on my part at least oh yeah our part you were just watching a video that Facebook reminded you of of yourself like okay I just had to private it because I will never let that resurface ever again there was a time it was eight years ago I think I'll have to look at when it was but I just played it for Mal, Mal and it was like this fucking challenge where I would just pour one of the energy drinks on top of my head. And you were chugging another one at the same time. It was for <laughs> some kind of cause, but looking back, it's how, how did that, how did that contribute to anything? Honestly, if anything, I just wasted an entire energy drink on to pour onto my head. It made a mess of our kitchen. It made a mess of the kitchen. And I'm pretty sure the people that I tagged in it didn't even do it. Oh, probably not. <laughs> So Anyways, those are kind of some like funny ones. But. Those are funny ones. I I think we both made a little list of certain experiences, I guess, that we had during these times. Mm-hmm. And I made one that, uh, two that are kind of separate from each other. One is more, I guess, of the negative things or things looking back kind of make me sad now because I remember how I felt during those times. Yeah. And then we could end it on the positives because yeah. who doesn't love ending Let's things on a positive Let's do the note? not so greats and then at the end we'll... Top it off with some sweetness. Some sweetness, a little sugar. Um, the first one I wrote down here was okay, so the team that we were involved in, the quote unquote leaders of our teams, like the higher ups, they came up with this term at some point. I don't feel it was a thing in the very beginning, but at some point it came about and it was called Triple A. <laughs> Honestly, right before this, when Mal brought it up, I, for a solid five seconds, I thought she was talking about, like, AAA car service. Yeah, of course. I was like, what else? (laughs) So, that was the acronym? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the acronym. And it stood for above average activities because that was something at least we experienced with the network marketing. It was very, it was always about being above average, which... I think it's great to have that kind of mindset to always want better for yourself, but there was a very, there was a very like dark part to that too, because 
for me at least, I started to feel very guilty if I wasn't always being productive 100% of the time, if I wasn't always prospecting yeah. people, writing people messages, trying to meet new people. And plus, like, who gets to make the fucking scale on what's average and what's not average? Exactly. And <laughs> I think that they had a way of, at least the people that were on our team, I think they had a way of making people feel very less than. Yeah. If they were doing something other than network marketing, which no disrespect, if you are network marketing, that's great if you love it. And, but it's definitely not my life path. And I think in my eyes, there's a lot of great careers outside of network marketing, but in that time they would make people feel like less than for not joining. And if you are doing things outside of prospecting people, you're just living your life. To me, it was looked upon as being lazy, unmotivated, Mm -hmm. irresponsible, and going out with friends for drinks was yeah the like devil's calling <laughs> well and that's the thing too is like i remember um one person in particular he was a very high up and he was like the face and he everybody wanted to be his friend mm-hmm. and there was a part there was like one time where i heard him say um why are you guys going out every weekend what are you celebrating being broke oh, and honestly yeah. that struck a nerve because it's like first of all fuck you i can go out and celebrate whatever i want i'm celebrating being alive today and being with my friends and being with the people that i love because you know what maybe i'm not gonna be here tomorrow and the fact that you have to already rub in my face that i'm not making as much money as you are i know the intent wasn't there but that's kind of like the underlying message right that's the impression it gives off when you speak to people in that way at the time, I was like, oh my god, he's so right. Like, what am I doing? Grind, 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 grind. Yeah, wake up, I'm like, wake never up, again. I'm never going to do this. <laughs> but then for you and I personally, I think that's, there was a point where you and I kind of like branched off in different directions mm-hmm. where you were taking it extremely seriously and I was starting to lose interest in it. Right. And this was right around my 23rd birthday. I think we had gone to like one of these conventions and we had just gotten back And it was like the day that I got back was, I believe, the day after or the day of or like right around where my birthday was. And I remember we got back to our apartment. Our friends was like throwing me a party with some work friends. I had that same feeling. Like I felt guilty because I just come back from this like great, uplifting, positive network marketing convention feeling like fired up and ready to go. But at the same time, I was coming back to my real life and my real friends that were here and were like, we want to fucking celebrate you, like come through. And I felt bad that I wanted to go party with them. And at the same time, I was like, why do I feel bad? It's my fucking birthday. And that kind of like, I think kind of started my decrease desire to be a part of that whole thing and then but like I said like you kind of went in a different direction and I think it never like directly affected us but I think low-key it kind of did it did for oh I'm happy you brought this up because when I we were thinking about talking about this I don't feel this part crossed my mind but it was I think it's something very significant in our experience that happened and I ended up dating somebody that was they were quite a bit older than us So I was dating somebody that was in our team and he was quite a bit older than us. So he had already been quite successful with his other um, career choices and businesses. And so to me, I think that was something that I really looked up to and Mm -hmm. something that kind of blindsided me to what was maybe actually going on behind the scenes where, I don't know, there was just sort of darkness to this moment where... 
how you said you started going off in a different way because you realized it sooner than I did because mm-hmm. eventually I came around too. Yeah. And I kind of said, all right, uh, fuck this. <laughs> right. I'm done. I'm over <laughs> this. I want to live my life and not feel guilty about it and have fun. I'm a young 20 year old girl. Right. But, um, do you think that because you and him were romantically involved, that played a large part in why you wanted to try so hard in being successful in this company? I think so. I think he was a big reason to why, how you said we kind of went separate ways for a minute. And I think that was kind of the point because obviously when we started in this company, uh, we didn't know this person. And then eventually Mm -hmm. him and I got very close. And I think I was very, not persuaded, but just really enamored by his work ethic but that also came from everything else he was already doing so it wasn't so much the network marketing part of it but that to me was all I had in this moment outside of being a server so I feel I was taking all of his ambitions and motivation to be successful into my own thing and he was also quite a bit older so he had already lived his 20s you know and you and I hadn't Mm -hmm. and so I feel at times maybe he didn't really think about that and think about how you and I were just these younger girls trying to like maybe still wanting to live our lives and not feel guilty about it or partying because he had already kind of went through that phase in life and right I don't think he really understood that I think so too and uh, yeah I think the way you said that is perfect because yeah like he got to live his life in his young years, but it's like, yeah, we were 22 years old. Who, what, tw- I mean, there are people out there that don't want to just like be wild, but at the time, like the girls that we were, we just wanted to go out and have a few drinks with our friends, mm-hmm. hit the club, dance on a bar. Well, and we hadn't even lived here for a full year yet when we got introduced to this. So we had barely been in Denver for a year. Yeah. And we have both, as you guys already know, we're both really involved with going to concerts and music, being involved with music. And so going to a concert was not a AAA activity. <laughs> yeah, definitely in the not. the world. Can, okay. for that. You know what I was just thinking? Because since we had only lived here for less than a year, all of our new friends, we were firing hot, like, oh my gosh, buy this product, true. get on an auto delivery two pack to the grave two pack to the grave <laughs> oh lord help us and save us <laughs> it is like and it's funny like we all say this with a light heart yeah it but, like, is funny now for because sure. it's like can you imagine okay i was gonna bring this up at some point but i think just because we're sliding into it i'm gonna talk about it right now and yeah. if to me if you are involved in one of these companies again we are not trying shit on you coming from my own experience and i did this to other people basically i look at it now as a sneak attack where yes because the people the higher-ups on our team would tell us to not really specifically say what we were inviting them to or what the product was so then they didn't have time to google the company and then give you a no right off the bat they wanted you to be sneaky about it in a way but that's not the way I guess particular say that to us, but that is what it was. We yeah. were being sneaky. They taught getting us people to come. And they do. taught us how to word things in a way that, quote unquote, created curiosity, but mm-hmm. didn't give away what we were doing. Which, honestly, to me, it's like, why are we trying to hide it? Like, yo, Steen, I got this fire product. I wanted to try it. And if I said, what was it called? If they said, well, let's not get into that. But. <laughs> Come to my house at 6 p.m. on Tuesday. And, and you we can, can try, try it. Yeah, and you can meet one of my really great friends who's been re- making some really good money on this and blah, blah, blah. Dude, just tell me what it is. And then if I... Honestly, if I chose not to come because I think it is whatever it is, then 
that's fine. Let me choose not to come. Exactly. <laughs> Let you make your own decision. So yeah, the sneak attack way, I don't think anybody f- uh, loves that. I think <laughs> it feels very scary because people think they're coming for one thing or a lot of people I know say, hey, let's go meet up for coffee. Let's catch up. And then they're blindsided with a prospecting meeting and it makes people feel... Right? I think that their time maybe isn't even valued or that that's all you wanted their company for was to try to get them involved with this opportunity and you didn't even care about how they're actually doing and what's going on in their life. So nobody likes a sneak attack. Let's just say that. And we're going to talk about a couple funny things (laughs) where we did one. And then also I did experience a sneak attack. Well, okay. So because we've been involved or we were involved with this, I can now smell it from like a mile away. I know, I know know all the tricks. I know exactly. (laughs) I am on high alert when I'm getting complimented in a grocery store by a stranger. And then they start asking me what I do for work. And then they tell me how they're working with people who are financially free and all that. I just know right away what it is. But last year at my apartment complex, I was grabbing the mail with my little dog Enzo and this woman stopped me and complimented Enzo. And then she told me her and her boyfriend were thinking about getting a dog, asking me questions about him. And then it turned into, what do I do for work? And I told her how I do my own thing and I have my business and she complimented that and how she loves an entrepreneur and all this kind of stuff. Whatever she said next, I definitely knew where that conversation was going, but she didn't come out and say it. I don't know how to say no when somebody like that asks for my number. So I gave it to her anyway. And then she starts blowing me up asking if I can come meet her and these people she's working with for a meeting and obviously didn't tell me what it was for. So I asked one question, oh, what did you say they do again? Or what company do they work for? And she said, it's not a company. The roundabout way that she was getting to me coming to this meeting was so obvious. And at this point, why are you going to, of course there's a company. What do you mean? These people just are financially free out of thin air. They have no company. They, how do they get to this point? Like just come out and say it. Right. Or just get practice more and get some better prospecting skills. Yes, exactly. That was just a trash approach. And I wish I remember more. I still had the message. So the story could be a little juicier, but I do know I replied with basically saying that I used to be involved in network marketing and I know what he really likes to sneak attack. And that was basically all. And then she never replied back to that. So this person, this actually just happened to me last week, but it wasn't for a network marketing company, but this reminds me of what happened at the time. So this couple comes up to the bar and we're just like chatting or whatever. And they asked me, they asked me if a different bartender was working because they knew someone else and they're like, oh, like tell her I said hi. And I'm like, okay. So that kind of like sparked our conversation. Over time, a few drinks in, I think, you know, when you have a few drinks, you get a little bit more like adventurous or ambitious or chatty with a stranger. So then vulnerable. they're like, hey, we're going to go sit on the patio. And I said, okay, great. And then the girl goes up to the patio, but then the guy was like, hey, so I have this thing and we really are looking for a really cool personable people with great attitudes great personalities that can like really like shoot the shit and like have a fun have a party my trigger my fighter (laughs) my fight or flight reaction like honestly was turned on i was like cheese and crust and rice like is this homeboy gonna ask me to a fucking home event and i was already like preparing my decline we're looking for bartenders so i was kind of thrown off at that i was like oh okay and he's like 
I'm looking for people to do like stuff for a temp agency and all. okay but he the way he approached it though Sounds I was like exactly I was like what are you saying to me dude where uh, are you trying to take me yeah what so products that, you got in the back of your car yeah, like you're trying to hit me with a hot sample because I'll take it yeah the whole prospecting thing since we're still kind of on the things that we didn't very much enjoy about network marketing that was one of them is towards the end once I I feel like when I found the light and I was ready to get out my biggest thing was I really felt so sick of bothering people because that's what it started to feel like Mm -hmm. and messaging people and then if they don't reply then they tell you to follow up and then I'm sending duplicate messages and (laughs) like Christine said I am so sorry if you got one of those and I was bothering you I apologize I had good intentions but I know that it came off in a little bit sketchy of a way so right and here we are today in 2020 away from that yeah and not everyone's in the same mindset at the same time so true to us we were like let's go but other people were like what like we're finishing college like what are you saying Okay, so to reverse roles, there was a time where Mal and I did, like, a full-on sneak attack on our city. Huge sneak attack. So when we first started, like we mentioned, we were living in Denver, and then we went home for a weekend, and we were like, what a better time than to do a home event, and if you knew us back in high school, we were huge party girls. So, of course, if Mal and I were to hit you up when we're coming to visit our hometown, it's to rage. Right. Especially at that time, we were still yeah. very much in that scene. So, we sent out mass invites. So, we were like, hey, come to my parents' house. And, of course, my parents, when they throw parties, like, they do it big. My, I remember the spread that my mom and my dad made was, like, so immaculate and so divine. And I remember, like, one of the leaders was like, I've never seen a home event hosted like this before. So, it was, like, a full-on party. How did you get all these people? here yeah and so then we're sitting there and it's mal and i a couple of the leaders and then our friend and we're sitting there we're kind of like talking to her about it we didn't want to like give away what we were doing and literally right off the jump she goes is this that energy drink bullshit (laughs) and we like we were shocked but i thought it was hilarious i'm like okay she knew she knew and once we knew pretty much everyone had arrived that we had expected to come then all of a sudden the music cuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, okay, right before you say this, let me also preface with like I said, we were party girls, so people came through with like bottles. Yeah, expecting to have a full on summer barbecue. Yeah, party like time. party people want to play pong, and we're like, no, AAA, like we're AAA, sober. AAA. Have we're like here, have a verb energy drink instead. It has mango steam. But pour a little shot in there if you want. Just don't tell the leaders. Yeah. <laughs> the mic. No, the music stops. It's like. Urgh. <laughs> We would just like to say something really quickly to you guys. We're so happy to have you here. And then we do want a full-on speech. The leaders got up and spoke. Christine and I got up there and spoke. Nobody knew it was coming. I don't think anybody knew, honestly. I don't think we informed anybody that that would be a part of the night. Can you imagine being invited by like two old, actual, genuine friends? And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see them. I'm going to grab this 30 rack. We're going to have a good time. We're going to catch up. We're going to have a ball. Join our team. (laughs) (laughs) We will make millions together. (laughs) I will say, though, we did get 
some oh. team members from that, but yeah, of course, signups were hot. But of course, like <laughs> looking back at it, we should have just had a fucking barbecue and had a good time. I know, but right? of course, like we wanted to prove ourselves and prove ourselves. And like we, I said, we were just in different mindsets. We were. That's so funny looking back on it now. If you came to that barbecue, thank you for joining us. We really <laughs> appreciate that turnout because we did. Our leaders were impressed with how many people showed up. It was a lit time. <laughs> great food. Great company. We just had to interrupt it with, like, a small presentation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> oh. Looking back now, in that moment of time, it did feel everything stopped. And then but, the microphone's hot and ready. I think one last thing <clears throat> on the negative side, which Mal, I'll let Mal talk about, and then we'll talk about the good stuff. Okay. So, yeah, I would say the last thing here on the negative part that we went through where there was lying involved, which we mentioned a little bit. And we learned about people who already had money buying spots at the top and you could buy things in. So some of the people that did make a lot of money, they didn't necessarily get there from the ground up like they want you to think. So, I mean, that's very silly. And it puts a false false hope into uh, the averages down below, just trying to make a buck. Right. But, um, so our company had this car program, which I think a lot of them do. And they basically tell you... When you get to this certain spot position in the company, then your car will be paid for. Your car will be paid for, but it can only be a BMW, a Mercedes, a Mini Cooper, (laughs) and which seemed like such a dream. Who wouldn't want that? Who doesn't want a free car? That's how they labeled it, a free car. And let me tell you guys, it is not free. It was not free. (laughs) So you had to hit this certain rank in the company, and then you would get this car bonus every month to pay for that car. So long story short, I had a different car at the time and it was actually basically on its last leg and I needed a new car. And so the timing kind of felt perfect. So I hit this rank in the company and at this point you're already getting a different bonus, which is a couple hundred dollars a month. Then when you hit this rank and you're supposed to get the car bonus, that bonus sort of just turns into the car bonus. It was all worded very suspect I guess you could say Mm -hmm. so that bonus sort of turned into this so then basically you're only getting a couple hundred extra dollars a month not an extra full-on car payment like they made you believe that you were right I never knew this until I got up to this point and I did need a new car so the timing felt great uh get approved to lease a BMW and then I'm my heart was just so shattered though when after I get the car and the guy that I was seeing at the time that was also kind of a higher up, he explained it to me and I just was so confused. How come nobody ever had explained that before? And we're telling all these people that we're getting free cars. Right. And it's the farthest thing from free. Well, I paid, I paid for that car by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Plus it's like, if this bonus is going towards your car payment, you had to lease the car in your own name mm-hmm. and then you had to make the payments. They were just giving you this bonus. And the only time, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only way you'd get this bonus is if you kept that level though. Right. And like if you, if you dropped down ever, then you wouldn't get the bonus for the month or whatever the period was. And, and so it's like, okay, well if this $200, which doesn't even cover my car payment is supposed to go to this car, I would have, you probably would have chosen a different car. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would have just, who knows what I would have done because I need a new car, but that probably wasn't the route I would have taken. And I mean, I'm thankful that I got the car because it was a really good car. And then I would say the negative part was that then I was tied into a lease with BMW for quite a long time. And 
leasing can be a good option for some people. For me and a lot of people, I think, who live in a city who drive, I mean, every day, it's not really because you're putting so many miles on it and there's obviously a mile limit. Mm -hmm. So I had that car and then I transitioned the lease into a mini SUV from BMW because I was basically stuck into the leasing program and now I'm finally out of it. I'm still paying off my car, the car I have now with BMW, which is fine and I'm thankful for it, but I will just say that... I don't know why nobody told me when I was 24 that that was probably a terrible idea to get involved in a leasing cycle like that. I mean, right, especially no when regrets you're now, miles. but still, it was all very false and yeah. fake, fake news, if you will. Yeah, or at least just be upfront. Hey, if you get this bonus, you could get a new car if you wanted to. Yeah, and then or we'll, not. You could use it for savings. And we're gonna tell people that it's a free car, but it's really not a free car. Yeah. I think that's the last negative thing about it, but yeah, it's just sure. like, dude, it's all about, to me, that's just like all, in a sense, it's, to them, it's not lying, but they're avoiding being very clear with True. what they're saying. Not, yeah, not giving you the 100% honesty. Yeah, they're not, they're not deserve. giving it to you straight. They're saying, well, this is what everyone has been doing with their bonuses, so this is what we think you should do, because then that already adds another point of affirmation for people to say wow mal got this brand new bmw for working in this company but it's like actually she got it because she thought because she was basically forced into this lease and then she still had to continue to serve to finish to pay for the lease in full exactly yeah and it's funny now thinking back to when they say it can only be a bmw or mercedes because they want i think to put out this certain image yes to, that's very attractive and it's oh look at all these nice cars it's why couldn't it have been any car that you wanted you know right like you could have so. got a bomb ass honda exactly for like half oh, the price for. come on fully loaded come on <laughs> <laughs> wasn't trying to be that fancy that's a little funny thing we can end on with all of the negative juice that happened to us while we were in network marketing but there were I do have some great positives, which were, I feel all of the people we got to see speak at the conventions, Gary Vaynerchuk, I will say we saw him in 2013 or 14, Mm -hmm. when way back when, and he's still kicking ass. I love him so much. I'll say that is, he's probably one of my favorite people I learned about through that time. And still, he's honestly probably one of the people I look up to the most when it comes to, I guess, like a hero or a role model. Gary Vee is up there for me for sure one thing i think too that i like about gary v in particular is that he has also grown so much in the last seven years because i remember one of the first conventions we went to it was in vegas or san diego it was one of the trips but i remember he was speaking and he was like so gung-ho about grind your ass off until you get what you want do this do this the hustle never stops 24 7 blah 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 And at the time, that was a really great mindset to have. But now, fast forward to now, I also love following him still till this day because he has grown so much personally. And I don't know if I would say spiritually, but he's grown in a way that to him, you don't have to be grinding all the fucking time. Like, he's like, take time for yourself. He was like, honestly. Do what makes you happy. It's not about making millions of dollars. Exactly. He's like, if it makes you happy, do it. If it makes you feel good, post it. He's like, honestly, at the end of the day, I watched this really cool interview with him. And he, the question was, I forget what the question was exactly, but his answer was, 
at the end of the day, as long as I know that my family is healthy and taken care of, that's all that matters to me. I don't care about fame. I don't care about fortunes. As long as we have enough money to live and be safe and my family is alive and well, then that's all that matters. And that like, and that like resonated with me because that just shows even for someone like him who has such a predominant platform and voice in this generation, even he can change his mind. Exactly. And be like, and okay, grow. yeah, it's like, okay, maybe you don't have to be like grinding your titties off all the time. Like, <laughs> let them titties rest. Exactly. Put those babies to sleep. Yeah, I think we've grown, honestly, as a culture and as a society, I think we have started to steer away from that. That was such the mentality back in the early 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. where it was very instilled to grind so hard, never sleep, sleeps for sleep is for when you're dead kind of mentality and I for sure adapted to that my mindset was oh yeah very much I felt that is what I had to do to be successful or to be where I'm at and now I'm really happy that as a a culture we have steered away from that how you just mentioned Gary Vee even where it's yeah grind for your dreams but also you can chill too you don't have to go non-stop right and if that's Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, no, I was just going to say, I'm just happy that that is where we're at now in the world. Me too. With that whole and it's mindset. like, if you are the type of person that does like to grind 24 seven, that's great. Mm-hmm. I respect that. And I think that you should definitely honor who you are, but not everyone is like that. Then that's okay too. Exactly. Like there are definitely plenty of successful people out there that sleep for 10 hours. <laughs> And they do, and they're the most productive as soon as they wake up from those 10 hours. It's all about, that is something too, I think Gary Vee talks about all the time. It's what you do with your waking hours. And if not every day's waking hours are spent grinding your titties off like you just said, then that is okay. We are on this earth to enjoy our time here too. So not all of it is meant to be such hustle and grind and... I agree, Missine. Uh, another uh, one thing, another positive thing. I'll say actually two positive things for my end. They know how to throw a fucking party. That's for sure. The conventions, yeah, yeah, like, those were really fun. Actually, they, de- they definitely know how to keep the vibe up. Really show people a good time because I think also, especially the one in Vegas, mm-hmm. just the vibes. It's like I felt cool because we were wearing like those like little neck things, like Our the lanyards, lanyards and, yeah. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, like you're here for that. And it's like so many people and it's like so many young people, very just in the same mindset. So like that was cool. And they know how to show people a good time. And how you said for Gary Vee, we got to learn a lot about personal growth and development. I mean, I think over time I would have eventually discovered these people, but because we were so trained on like focusing on personal growth that I got put on like Les Brown, Bob Proctor, Darren Hardy, um, all these like great motivational speakers, but also motivational doers and people that have made such impacts on the world outside of network marketing. And it put me on that early on in life. So I think that helped me now where I'm like, outside of Vima, I still actually really love to follow these people. Yeah, same. Yeah, the law of attraction. It definitely, I have no regrets about being involved with it because even with some of the negatives that we experienced, there were a lot of great people that we met, friends that we still mm-hmm. have to today, and there we did make some money. I mean, we didn't make yeah. millions of dollars, but we did make some money, so it wasn't it was putting us in the hole necessarily and the products were great so they were I think making us a little bit healthier in that time and somebody else wrote into the Instagram question on things we should talk about and it was about overcoming fears so we thought we could just wrap up this conversation because I do think because we were involved with network marketing 
it led us to kind of where we are now. So with network marketing kind of to tie the end on the network marketing thing into going into this fear thing, I think at the time being a part of this like multi-level marketing venture instilled a fear in me that was like, if you don't follow this track, then you won't be successful. And that put a fear in my mind that was like, okay, well, if I don't do this, if I'm not prospecting all the time and doing these triple A moments and all this stuff, then I'm afraid that I'm going to be living just like a subpar life. Mm -hmm. But now looking back, I still don't live a subpar life. I live an extraordinary life. And the fact that I was so fearful of what I have now, it's like, no, I have what I have because I work hard and the things that I give a shit about, I'm going to work towards and over time I just did not give a shit about building a team (laughs) (laughs) yeah you saw the light before me but thankful that we both ended up on that same path and I remember coming to the realization too kind of how you just said I was actually pretty happy with the way I was living you and I have always worked hard so Mm -hmm. I mean I'm sure we've had of course moments of struggle um, financially as any normal person does. But at the end of the day, those aren't things to be ashamed of or it's not the end of the world. But I think we yeah. maybe were meant to feel that way because we weren't having the massive growth that other people were having in the company that were the same age as us. So it did have this pressure. And I remember when I finally quit, I was I had the best summer that year. Summer 2015, I quit a couple months before summer and I just felt like I was living again and having fun and not caring about making lists of people to go and bother all day and not feeling guilty for having fun. And I hadn't felt that honestly in a hot minute. So, um, yeah, overcoming fear. I think you do have to overcome a little bit of fear when you are prospecting people because it can be very awkward (laughs) and nerve wracking and you pretty much everybody tells, you no. I mean, the majority of people tell you no. So that was something we got used to. And I am thankful for that because I do believe it helped me get on the path that I am in now. And I think that's kind of how life obviously always works out is certain things lead you to where you are now. Mm -hmm. And shortly after our adventure with network marketing, I started a little water bottle company online. I didn't do it for very long, but it was something I just had always wanted to do. I mean, not always, but I had this idea for quite a few years and then I just went for it and I didn't do it for too long, but I did have a little success with it. My biggest thing was it also at the end of the day felt like trying to sell a product and I think selling products is very good for some people. I don't think I was terrible at it, but I remember feeling again... I I wanted to have, basically what I'm trying to say is I wanted to have a different kind of company where people came to me because they needed something, not not me trying to sell something to somebody that they don't necessarily need. Maybe they might want it, but right. So that was a short little adventure I had right after the network, network marketing days. Those were so cute too. And your little coffee cups. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The coffee cups. That's when I called it quits. She stopped at the cups, y'all. I did because they couldn't imprint the logo I wanted on the actual cup. So they were these like clear stickers and I was, this is not the vibe. So after that, I was okay. I was like, what can we do next? Honestly, I think that takes a lot to just say, okay, you know what? This isn't working. Let's try something else. It was a really cute idea. And I think it was cute. If I would have kept going with it, I'm sure I would have elevated or thought of other ideas. That was when I decided... The girl was done. (laughs) 
Oh man. Another thing about overcoming fear, I feel is, I think fear and growth go hand in hand. Okay, so I am leaving my current restaurant group and I'm going to another one. Hey. And I know like, for, I know for some that seems like a very lateral move, which is like, if that's what you think, that's fine. But for me, it's actually a move in a different direction. Like, yes, I'm going to still be bartending, but I was at a point where I was working for a restaurant group that I loved and it's, I've been with them for five years and it came to the point where I was so comfortable. I was getting whatever I wanted. I was doing whatever I wanted. I was assistant managing. I was, I had a key to the store. I had manager power so I could basically do comps and stuff as I felt necessary without having to ask permission, which is a great responsibility to be blessed with because that just means that they trusted me. But at the same time, with all these extra trusts came extra responsibilities. Um, I started assistant managing one day a week, which I was in a full-time management position at one point with a different restaurant, and I didn't love it. I actually really, really disliked it. And I knew that I didn't want to be in that position again, but because I loved this company so much that I was that I'm with at the time, um, I was like, oh, I can totally assistant manage. Like, I don't mind helping out. And that's the thing is I don't mind helping out. If you need me to stay, you know, a couple hours late this day because you need to go to an appointment or whatever it is, I'm your girl. But at the same time, I'm very much a yes girl. If you ask me, I will most likely do it unless I have something else going on. And for me, and this isn't me personally, like in this moment, but this has happened to me before. And I see this happening to Um, fellow coworkers is that you are so dependable that they can basically ask you for anything and they know you'll say yes. And I just, I don't want that trend to happen again. And so that's where um, I chose to go a different route. And yes, I'll still be in a restaurant, but at the same time, I'm in a new environment with new energies and I don't have to be, not that I'm bogged down, but I don't have to be feeling this sense of what else do I feel like I need to do for this place in order to keep my stance of where I'm at. And when I feel that way, I feel like, you know, like I said, staying extra hours, that over time becomes me staying extra hours once a week, twice a week, three times a week, four times a week. Mm -hmm. And because I never planned or saw myself growing with this company, that just took away more of my personal time that I wanted to use for, for example, putting more energy into our podcast or doing stuff for my own self-growth. Like, you know, I love to meditate and do things like that. And like one or two hours a day isn't going to kill me, but one or two hours a day that turns into three or four days a week that turns into every single week for the next 12 months. It's like, that's time that I could have used for something that I wanted to put energy into that my heart and my brain and my soul wanted but instead I was like no I'm gonna help out because I am or I like already have such a great rapport I'm gonna help out because like I get whatever I want so it's like fair and so that's why for me moving to a different restaurant group is allowing me to grow in other ways because eventually I don't want to be in the industry the service industry not that I'm not saying I'm not willing to help because I am of course but at least now I don't have to feel like when I go into work do I have to play this other role along with what I'm actually here to do and then I can focus on things that are more important to me in this life yes girl I'm so happy for you and I'm also so proud because oh, I really am I'm really so excited for you because yes you have 
given so many years to this company and you are a very dedicated and loyal and hardworking woman, which I always admire. And I think how you mentioned right before you told this story about all of this, where overcoming fear or how fear and growth go hand in hand is because it is kind of scary for you to leave somewhere you've been so comfortable with. But even though you said you're going or how it could seem like a lateral move to some, it's really not because you're going to a brand new environment with new people, Mm -hmm. learning new things that comes with a ton of growth and putting yourself out there in a different way, which you haven't done or had to do in years because you've been with this company. So I'm just excited for you. And yes, I really am. The one actually really cute and great and beautiful thing is that my best gals are coming with me. Yes, the dream (laughs) motherfucking team. The dream motherfucking team. I can't wait to come visit you guys. You guys can wheel me out. Oh yeah, we'll hit you from all. <laughs> co- we'll hit you at all corners. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm excited. You guys get to stay together. You all are such. You guys together as a team uh, bring such a great dynamic, and I'm sure so many of your regulars from your previous company that you've been working for are going to start coming to you now. So I just think it's a great move all around. And I do too. We I'm are excited. in the middle of our Saturn return, so so many positive changes. What the fuck is good? What the fuck is good? <laughs> uh, but how do you feel about, for you, because I know that you've definitely been in positions, especially with like career change and things like that, like facing fear can be hard. Yeah, I will say when I, so when I talked about the water bottle thing, that was something I had just wanted to do for a couple of years. And then I believe that being in network marketing gave me the courage to kind of put myself out there in that way and try something new. And then once I realized I really wanted to be more so in an industry because I was still, was you and I were both still always serving on the side in the restaurant industry while we were involved with network marketing. Mm-hmm. So that was still my main source of income and I was still involved with that. And I guess being in the service industry, it makes you realize um, there's so many different career paths where there's just always a need for something versus just like a want. And I was like, what could I do? What could I do? And I remember I was on a light rail going downtown to my serving job. And I sort of just had this light bulb go off where I felt like I wanted to help people just save time. And with however that looked, uh, running errands and pet stating, you guys know what I do because I've mentioned it now already. And so that was the end of 2015 when I thought of the idea. And then by January of 2016, I had my first client that I found through this website where I put this profile up and I offered, it showed everything I offered that I was willing to do. And I kind of filed myself as an LLC. And then I had my first client and I made $25. Yes. (laughs) Hey, better than nothing. I still have the picture of the check, but, um, that's cute. I know. Okay, so going into that after January of 2016 and still serving on the side, I actually started to become very busy with this business at your assistance where it grew by word of mouth, which I feel very thankful and blessed for. And then it got to the point by the summer that I was having to either turn down hours at thir- turn down hours at my restaurant job or turn away clients and to me it was what's the point of having wanting to do this business if I'm turning away new clients so mm-hmm. I did have to make a scary decision in that moment where I was like am I going to just quit my serving job now and make the leap and so I did and it's all turned out 
I mean, I guess pretty great. I mean, I've definitely yeah. had moments of struggle, especially in the first year, um, just being financially dependent just on that business alone. There is definitely moments of struggle, which I think is great because it improves growth and makes you thankful for when times aren't so hard. Plus, I think there's no better feeling as much struggle you'll have to deal with. There's no better feeling than saying, I work for myself. Yes. Well, yes, that for sure. And also you and I both, I mean, we, I just want to say that I think we're both just such hard workers and we always work for what we want. And some things that we want can be, I want to say we're very lavish women cause we're not, but at the same time, we like to have a lot of fun. And when life is normal, we can travel and go to concerts. We work for all of those things we like to do for fun. And yeah, Anything that we want, you and I work for it. So, And we're young and we're able, so it's like, why <laughs> would we not want to enjoy it? Exactly. The last thing I'll say is when I took that leap of faith and trusting in the universe, if you are someone who's maybe struggling with the in-between and trying to make a big decision, I do fully believe if you put trust into the universe, they you will always be taken care of because the mm-hmm. universe knows that you're taking this big Snaps leap. Snaps for that. Yes. <laughs> it knows that you're taking this big leap and no matter how scary it might feel, if you have the confidence in yourself and you just go for it, I truly believe that you'll be taken care of by the universe and things will work out the way that they're supposed to. And so if you're stuck in the in-between, have faith, girl. You got this. Have faith, boy. You got this. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely you have to make sure you're t- being safe like with these choices like we're not saying yes true, completely true, true. quit your source of income yeah. to pursue something that right. hasn't even started yet you know if you're at a point like where mal was where she was declining clients it's mm-hmm. like well at this point i'm getting enough clients that this will supplement what i was making serving so if anything that's putting me towards my goal versus keeping me away from it right yeah definitely i'm happy you brought that up because if you do not yeah. be financially secure. Don't quit your job. <laughs> yeah. Unless you have another Unless one. Unless <laughs> you're ready and you know. I was a little hesitant, but I knew that I knew what I was bringing in already and that by quitting serving, that would open up out more hours for me to take on more. So I was like, okay, I, I think we got this. Let's go. So yeah, don't quit your job unless <laughs> yeah. you feel you're pretty Unless sure. you can. <laughs> well, I think that kind of like wraps this up. I also am interested to hear what are you fearful of or have you ever been in a position where you have had to make a decision and fear played a huge role in it and did you overcome that or did you go with the safe bet because it was comfortable so let us know in our dms hit us up whenever you want and let us know on apple hit us up more hit us up again (laughs) we want to talk to you guys hit me up three times if you have any funny stories of being involved in network marketing or you have great success stories of being involved in network marketing let us know we love to chat that's why we're here so we'd love to hear from you guys either way and yes uh please leave us a rating and review on apple if that's where you're listening let's go follow us on instagram at one cute drink i'm christine underscore moi and i am music with mal and we really appreciate you guys listening and we hope that this episode felt relatable to anyone who's ever involved uh been involved with any of the things we talked about we love you guys so much and we'll talk to you next week bye, bye.